We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Welcome to another edition of The Breakdown. I'm Matt Hamilton from Good Morning Football. I'm here in London this week. Nice. And that other guy you see over there, that way, I got it last week. I uh, Figuring out where to point on this thing. Matt Castle. He's here once again. Matt, how are you doing this week? You know, I'd be a lot better if you would have invited me to come to London with you and just gone <laughs> around and we would go out on the town, experience the culture, the history, maybe Big Ben, all the different stuff, the palace. I mean, you've got to be having a blast out there. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. We did a uh, double-decker bus tour today with um, with the squad, with the host from Good Morning Football. and. Nice. Uh, we'll air that shoot over the next couple of days. It was a lot of fun. Got to see a lot of things. Got to be a tourist for a little bit. Uh, it was. Uh, it's. It's. It's been a good time. It's been a lot of work, but it's been a been a really good time. I was gonna say, if it was just vacation, it'd probably be a little bit different. But I know that you're working your tail off like you always do. You do a phenomenal job with that show, bud. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, as for uh, as for this past weekend, uh, we did. We went to a pub and uh, caught the Chiefs game there. Um, and it was, uh, there are a lot of concerns. I think, um, a lot of the issues, there's a little panic that sets in, you know, week three, people tend to overreact to a few things and, uh, it wasn't an inspiring performance from the chiefs, but, uh, there were some issues that there, and there are some issues that need to be cleaned up, but I don't think it's time to panic yet. What, what concerned you the most about that loss? I think we talked a little bit before we even got on here. It was, you know, they couldn't get the run game going. They were productive in the pass game, but they weren't able to finish those drives or two for four in the red zone. But really, it was self-inflicted wounds, right? They they decided to go for the fake field goal. It's fourth and 10. I really don't like the call whatsoever right there. They get stopped. So they don't put points on the board. And at that point, I believe it was 17-10. You, then they, they, instead of taking a lead of 20-10, to 10, they're still 17-10. Then they missed an, an ex-possession field goal. And then at the end of the game, right, a, you, you're set up in a great position to win the game. Chris Jones comes through, has the sack. It was third and seven. It's going to be fourth and 15. You know the Colts are going to have to go for it in desperation mode. And you get an unsportsmanlike conduct that 
now equates to a first down, allows them to keep the ball, keep the possession. And on that particular drive, they go down and score a touchdown. So there was a lot more to be desired in terms of just fundamental play, you know. And if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, I think they run away with this thing. But even in addition to that, I didn't even mention the Sky Moore muff punt that sets them up for their first touchdown inside the five yard line. So there was a lot of issues, and and it wasn't so much concerns on just the functionality of the offense or the defensive play. Cause I think the defensive play was pretty solid, but it was big moments, situational football that they didn't take advantage of points. They gave the ball up inside the five yard line and all those errors compounded results in a loss. And even with all those fundamental errors, if they have Harrison Butker, the chiefs are three and zero right now. Right. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that, but you're right. There were, there are a lot of things that, that were, that really weren't encouraging, but it's all stuff that you can clean up. As you said, when it comes to those fundamental mistakes, those are all things that are fixable and easy to clean up. And I think, you know, we're getting all the takes now that the offense isn't the same without Tyreek and all that. They went through these lulls offensively at points last year as well. And I think, um, you know, we've seen over the years, the teams that, that give the Chiefs some problems from time to time are those teams that can control the clock, keep it on the ground, wear away at the defense a little bit and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands. That's, That's always really a recipe we, that a lot of most people yeah. are trying to achieve is if you can keep the ball, have ball possession that gives Patrick Mahomes and his special talent in this offense, less opportunities. And in addition to that, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, the way that defense is structured schematically, they will play a lot of soft zone. They're not going to get beat deep. And that's the that's their big premise is, look, I'll give you the underneath stuff, and you got to take what we give you and not get greedy because that's where the interceptions and this kind of stuff happens. But they want you to work the ball down the field. They're, not, they're trying not to give up that big chunk play, and that's what can be frustrating at times because you feel that sense of urgency as a player, as a quarterback. You want to make that play. You want to make the big play. You want to get the ball down the field. But sometimes it's just about methodically working the ball down the field and then just taking what they give you. And that can be difficult at times for a team like the Kansas City Chiefs that are so used to those explosive high-octane high octane plays. And, and and you're right. And you especially feel that sense of urgency to create those high-octane octane plays when you feel like you haven't had the ball for a while, like when you feel like you've been standing on the sidelines forever because the other team's running the football. And uh, I think that's – we saw Mahomes pressing a little bit more. He, he fell into the trap a little bit, like you said, of trying to hit those big plays instead of just taking what was there. And, yeah, really when you look back on it, the Chiefs haven't lost a lot of games in the Mahomes era, but when you look at a lot of the big ones that they did lose, it was teams playing kind of similarly to how the Colts did it. And there are only a handful of teams that can really do it. The Colts are just built to play that way. Uh, but you look at, you know, the, the most – infamous example to me was that AFC championship game uh, Mahomes first year as a starter when the Patriots just stuck with the ground game and just, you know, right. tried to play keep away as much as they could. Right. Yeah. Keep it close until uh, the end. Yeah. I mean, it, there's not, there aren't many teams that can really go shot for shot with this, with this chief's offense. So it's, it's those kind of teams that we've seen over the years, give them some problems uh, here and there. And, and hopefully this is a, this is a learning experience for Kansas city going forward. So, Let's take a look at some of the plays from that game, show you guys a little bit of what, what we're talking about uh, from what we saw from that Chiefs offense and where they were pressing a little bit. This is a great example of first down play deep in their own territory. 
uh, looking to take a shot down the field. Matt, what stood out to you here? Yeah, what stood out to me, again, this is zone principles for this Indianapolis Colts defense. So it's true cover three, and you've got a 3 by zero situation, but it's really two tight end set with a slot formation. Now, immediately what stands out for, to me is down here at the bottom, the there's a cornerback down here, and the two wide receivers are up top. So that tells me immediately it's zone. But who is that cornerback? That's Stefan Gilmore. He's a pretty good player. He's he's proven himself in this league. So what we got going here in terms of the route concept, down below at the bottom, we got Noah Gray running what we used to call a seven bite. He's going to sell that corner route, but he's going to push up, make that DB feel uncomfortable, but put his foot in the ground and come right down the stem back at the quarterback to give you a throw based on leverage. And then up top, we've what we call we used to call it all go switch right you've got a switch release here number 2 is going to take the deep crossing route right and he's going to try to influence that safety and that's who you got to read on this the i believe that's Travis Kelsey right there at the tight end position on the inside he's going to go off his wake and he's going to run that seam route what does that do a lot of time versus zone coverage it gives them leverage on that curl flat defender out there and then the guy on the outsides he's running a go so really when you look at it Pre-snap, you go, okay, I know I've got zone coverage. I don't. I didn't love the fact that Stephon Gilmore was on there on Noah Gray in that route, even though I do like Noah Gray as a wide receiver. But up top is really where I would think that ball should have gone just based on coverage and just reading that out and reading what that safety does. Does he come off the hash? If he does, you'll probably have the crossing route over the linebacker's head. If not, you got to put it in that hole on the inside seam right there of Kelsey going up that seam. Yeah, so let's watch as this plays out because the Chiefs offensive line had some issues at points and some big moments here too. You'll see some pressure generated in Mahomes. And here, like you say, you know, things haven't quite developed yet and Mahomes is having to move off his spot a little bit. As this play played out, what did you see? Yeah, you can see off the play fake, right? They're going to kind of sell that outside zone. And then as he comes off the play fake, his eyes are kind of getting inside to that, I believe, the inside crosser out here, right? And so when he's got on the inside crosser, he starts to feel the presence of that defensive tackle, and he starts to feel that push. And so I think that makes him uncomfortable. And then he is just – he has to get off his spot. He And at that point, the pocket starts to collapse on the – with the defensive end coming around and he doesn't have time to make a, a throw at all because this is a timing pattern for sure. It's one of those where you're going over to the crosser, you're throwing the seam on time or you're throwing that bite route if you decide to come down low. But if you're out of rhythm of that, out of sync, you can't hold in the ball. It becomes either a run, scramble or a throw away. Yeah, and again, when you have this kind of a play on first down, now you're behind the sticks, an inefficient play on first down. And that's what I thought the Chiefs got themselves into a lot. When their drive stalled, they weren't efficient on first down. Whether it was the run game averaging, when you take Mahomes' scrambles out of the equation, right. they averaged less than two yards per carry. That's uh, not good. Which That's is, not a good which, day. <laughs> yeah, that is not going to get it done. And then when, when you do throw the ball and you have plays like this in the mix, it was um, – yeah, it's tough to be successful as an offense and stay on schedule when you're having negative plays or minimal gains on first down. Right. And the, the deep zone droppers too, it just, it didn't give the play time to develop. And then once you feel that interior pressure, you know that you're trying to move off your spot. And because it's a timing play, you know, you, you're moving and you don't have time to readjust your feet. And then you feel the pressure and the pocket collapses and then a sack and it's a negative play and it's hard to overcome sacks. Look, sacks are one of the most difficult things to overcome negative plays in the run game. And those showed up frequently in this game, at least in the run game.
Absolutely. Now let's move on to the second play here. We're going to get a third down play, uh, middle of the field. Matt, what stood out to you here? Okay, so they're in the one of their favorite formations, right? They got tra Travis Kelsey up top. They got three wide receivers down here, and so it's a combination route. And when you look at it, when you start pre-snap, you're looking at split safety, and it's third and five. But that it really kind of looks like the backside up here where Kelsey and the halfback are, it's playing more like man. And they sometimes will do this. It's called a mixed coverage. They got zone to the front side. They've got man to the backside. The reason you can tell that is that Will linebacker is lined up directly over the halfback right there. And then that uh, free safety over there up top, he's going to push over. And what we called this was four, 44 push with a mag backside. And if I'm getting too technical, let me know. But what he's going to do is give presence on any vertical route coming into his zone, right? So when they run this route, you're going to get a spot route by number one down here at the bottom. The second guy, and I think that's Juju Smith, he's going to run the end cut off of his wake. So he's going to come inside, run the end cut off his wake. And really what you're trying to do is you're trying to make that linebacker make a decision. If he gets depth on the end cut, you can throw the spot in front of him. If he over overplays that spot route and commits to that, now you usually have that end cut in behind him. And to me, right now, the corner by number three down low is dead. Absolutely. And, and you'll see as this plays out here, uh, Mahomes is going to have a chance to step up in this pocket. Uh, do you think he should have stepped up and tried to deliver this ball in the end cut instead of uh, trying to extend the play and get outside the pocket here? Right now, you know, and if I'm being critical and all that stuff, and I don't like to be critical of Patrick Mahomes because he plays at such a high level and we all know, but if if I'm coaching the quarterbacks, I'm saying, hey, we've got an opportunity to step up here. And as, as you watch the play to develop, it will give him an opportunity to make this throw, to see the play develop. Just step up, settle your feet, because you can see that inside linebacker. That's what I'm – look at Juju Smith right here. He's wide open, but that inside linebacker commits to that underneath spot route, and that's your read right there. You're trying to read what's happening there, and when he commits, you can see that huge vacancy in the middle. He's wide open right now, and that's – a conversion on third down that keeps the drive going and everything else. And that was just an opportunity where, look, he's made a hundred, you know, thousands of plays outside the pocket that we've all seen and been like, wow. I mean, you don't ever second guess it. But in this particular case, if you're staying within the structure of the offense, you tell him, hey, we want to step up, give it a little bit more time to develop and throw that ball right there to Juju Smith because he doesn't have to get out of the pocket at that point. Yeah, and even if he steps up and it's not there, he'll still have a chance to escape the pocket after that. You can see there's still – that's one of those things I think he just has to feel out. And this is this is where you, you got to take some of the bad with the good with Mahomes because, as you said, he'll make so many fanta fantastic plays when he gets outside of that pocket. But this is an area where, you know, when the offense is a little out of sync, we, we've seen – we saw some of these moments last year from him where – He's just trying to do a little bit too much, and you're right. I, th I, I agree with you. I think if he steps up in that pocket, he hits Juju and, and keeps that drive going. Instead, they have to punt it back, and it's another it's another failed drive um, that had some promise to it. So that was kind of the story of the day for this Chiefs offense. Right, and, and what will go – Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to – I was going to comment just like you just said – that's a your exchange drives, but also that's one of the areas in which they struggled in this game. They were three for 11 on third down. And this is just a great example. This is an opportunity right here to convert. And and in, it's a missed opportunity, really. Definitely. And yeah, as you said, three for 11 on third down is kind of the story of the game that they just had these stalled drives. They just they couldn't quite 
get the job done. There, we saw some good moments from the offense, but it's just a lot of fundamental mistakes and a lot of misfires in key situations. But one of the biggest misfires in a key situation was, of course, that last play of the game, the interception. Let's walk through that. And Matt, tell me what you saw here. Okay, so the situation is they're going empty, and because of the situation, they do have a timeout left, but there's only eight seconds on the clock. However, they're just outside of field goal range. You're trying to get a quick hitter, anything quick that you can get the ball in hands, and then we call it down, down, clock, clock in this situation. You're just trying to get somebody, catch, fall down, call a timeout, and give yourself an opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal at the end of the game, or a game-time field goal in this case. So they go empty. Up top, you've got the kind of like the, you had last time. You're working a high-low. You've got a spot. You've got an in-cut by number three. And down here, he's running up, and he's just trying to hitch up. If they play off soft zone, which they shouldn't do, they should be attacking. The defense should be attacking in this case. And then you've got Juju Smith-Schuster down here running a skinny post route. And by the read, I like the read, okay? It's three buzz. It's all zone coverage. They're playing a little bit more man principles on the outside. It's post safety. They're cheating to Kelsey's side. And you're going to have an opportunity right here to, to get – through there but something goes wrong here because you see juju smith schuster he's kind of hesitant and i don't know why he's not pushing up for more leverage and then breaking that sharp in there behind him because you can see mahomes is ready to throw he sees yep. the window here but there's some kind of hesitation and it also he's impacted by this linebacker coming up and jumping which i think messes with his vision a little bit so it messes up his timing he's got a double pump it and then he throws it inside and the db makes a good play and that's all she wrote yeah, and you're right. There was just something off with the timing there. You, Mahomes, Mahomes is anticipating it. He's ready to get that ball out on time. He has to double clutch it. And there, like even with the double clutch, if Mahomes is able to get himself set, there is a window there where he could get this ball in. But by this point, because he had double clutch, because Juju wasn't able to get to the spot on time, his feet aren't set. And this ball doesn't go exactly where he wants it to go. And Gilmore's able to get in there, get a hand in there, tip it up for the interception. And uh, it was, you know, again, this is just kind of how this game was all day. It was just the, the Chiefs were just a little bit off. Uh, the timing on things were a little bit off. You saw some uncharacteristic mistakes all game long. And this this final play kind of summed up how, how the whole day went. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And that's right, we're talking touchdowns, we're talking big plays, and even bigger payout wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Listen, if that's not enough, DraftKings got you covered. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. That's right. I paused a little bit because I had to make sure that was true. Right now, for every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With bigger payouts than ever, why would you bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. That's right. All season long. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to DraftKings Sportsbook and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. You can see the show notes for more details. Now, let's get back to the show. 
spinning it forward now, um, are are you concerned at all about the Chiefs? Do you think, you know, we're hearing the narrative now that the offense isn't the same without Tyreek, all of this. Do you think any of that is the case? Or do you think it was just kind of an off day and we'll see the Chiefs get back to business as usual next week? Well, it was an off day in these games. You know, your margin for error, we always talk about it, is small no matter who you're playing. And then when you have a lot of self-inflicted wounds like we talked about, whether it's a missed field goal, the, the fake field goal, you know, didn't go the way that they wanted it to, the unsportsmanlike conduct at the end of the game, there was just an array of errors that took place in this game. If they clean that up and then they clean up some of their timing issues, then they'll be fine. They're going up against a really good defense this week. We know that versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles is going to put pressure on you. They've got great players on that team. They've got a veteran defense, guys that have played together. They're a championship caliber defense. They held the Green Bay Packers to 14 points. So it's not going to be easy by any means, right? This is a stout defense. They're good in the secondary. They're good on all, all different levels. They're going to be able to pressure, starting with Shaq Barrett, to say the least. He's, he's one of the premier guys. So they're going to be tested. There's no doubt about that. But the one thing is about this Tampa Bay team right now with Tom Brady and all the injuries that they've had at the wide receiver position and the offensive line, they don't look right either. So they've struggled to put points on the board. They've only scored three touchdowns in three games. Brady doesn't look like himself. He looks a little bit uncomfortable just because you've got so many moving parts right now offensively. They're trying to adjust, figure out their – figure out their identity and really navigate through this process of injuries. You know, Mike Evans will be back this week, which will be give them a lift, but a lot of guys that are playing that really they, they wouldn't otherwise be playing unless it was due to injury. Definitely. And uh, I also want to address the situation that happened between Mahomes and Eric B A lot of people have had a lot of takes on that, that obviously you played the quarterback position you know things can get a little tense on the sidelines. There's a lot of competitive juices flowing. There's a lot going on. What did you make of what went down there between those two? And is that something that the Chiefs might have to worry about? You know what? Those conversations take place all the time. And there's, you know, emotions in this game. And there's emotions when, you know, the competitor out there like Patrick Mahomes, he wants to be aggressive. He wants to go for it. He wants to get out there and give give him the opportunity to make a play. And sometimes the coaches view it differently. And so when you go over and you have a little bit of you got that adrenaline going, you got the heat going, you you have a disagreement. That's that's what you do on the football field. And you might have a disagreement, but then you go in the locker room, you might talk it out and then you move forward. And that's just I've been on plenty of teams, almost all my teams in which those situations occur. Cause again, look, we're all fighting for the same goal at the end of the day. And we all sometimes have different opinions about how to attack a defense or situationally. I want to be more aggressive, but for the team right now, I think that right. Instead, let's let the clock run out, go into halftime, you know, make our adjustments and come back out and start all over. So, I mean, I don't make anything of it. I just think it's part of the game. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, Again, these these are the most competitive people on the planet, and and as you said, there's emotions involved, and uh, you know you get into it sometimes when when you're in the heat of battle, and as long as it doesn't carry over, which it doesn't seem like it it, it will, you know, Mahomes and Andy Reid both completely downplayed it. Um, you know, I right. know they're probably going to do that anyway, but I I really felt like. You know, it is something that it was just in the heat of battle type of thing, which 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 does happen all the time. It just happened to be caught on camera this time. Uh, but, yeah, I don't expect it to be an issue going forward either. 
Um, but as for that Bucks, as for the Bucks, as you mentioned, tough opponent this week. Running the ball, it's going to be tough sledding for this run game again. The Bucks have been the top run defense in the NFL over the stretch of the last three years. Vita Vea is an absolute monster to deal with in the middle. They have two all-pro linebackers, two of the best linebackers in the game, and Levante David and Devin White. And Todd Bowles, it's going to be a very different animal this week um, because as we, as Chiefs fans might remember from that Super Bowl, this Bucks D is very aggressive. And while that can cause a lot of issues, it also creates a lot of opportunities. So how do you see this Chiefs offense matching up with what the Bucks have defensively? That's exactly what it's going to be. They have to prepare for pressure this week. They got to prepare for overload blitzes, and they've got a good secondary. But this is a secondary that you definitely can attack. A lot of the times, what happens is with the secondary and turnovers are a result of the fact that they create pressure, right? So, at the end of the day, the offensive line has to be on the same page with the quarterback, the wide receivers. You have to be alert for hot side adjust, all the different adjustments that go on. But again, you just got to take care of the football because they the, these DBs are going to be aggressive because they think the ball is going to have to come out. So, you know, take when you take your shots, maybe bring in that 12 personnel, Mac, Max protected up, get some more opportunities on the outside to where you, you have more time in the pocket to throw the ball downfield but also getting the ball out of your hands quickly. It's going to be an interesting – it'll be an interesting game to see how they go out and attack this team because, again, not a lot of people have had success running the ball against this this dominant seven-man front that they have for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so you got to pick your poison. And in this case, I think it's going to rely on Patrick Mahomes, his decision-making and his playmaking ability. And it's going to come down to them being able to throw the ball successfully throughout this game, and that's what will create them to be successful – overall yeah and you mentioned it getting the ball out quickly i think that was something when you went back and watched the film of that super bowl there were some opportunities here and there for mahomes to get the ball out a little quicker he was looking for the big plays again i think with him when he starts to feel frustrated or starts to feel pressed he's looking for home runs and i think sometimes that's where that's one area where you know he is still a young quarterback he is still growing and as great as he's been as much as he's accomplished i think there are still some things that you know he is still maturing in some ways and i think part of that maturation process is learning when to take what's there and get the ball out quickly and not just trying to hit that home run when things start to get a little frustrating for him so this is going to be another test we saw a test of his discipline last week this is going to be even more of one, especially given the loaded history uh, of this matchup. So uh, that's something I'm going to be watching really, really closely. And uh, hopefully he is able to learn from not only what happened last week, but what happened the last time these two teams met as well. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one to watch. I can't wait because they, they definitely are familiar with one another. Definitely. And, and one more thing I wanted to ask you, because we are, you know, there have been a lot of questions flying around too about, What's going on with Sky Moore? Obviously, he didn't distinguish himself uh, in the return game this past week. Some critical errors there. Uh, but he's a guy that is has shown incredible route running ability in college. And, you know, from, from the glimpses that we've gotten of him, uh, he's a guy that a lot of people think can, you know, obviously no one replaces Tyreek Hill, but can help generate some big plays for this offense in the passing game. Right. And we're not really seeing him get the reps. So, I just wanted to throw that at you. What do you think is going on there? And do you think maybe we start to see him get into the mix a little bit more as things move forward and the Chiefs are trying to figure out how all these pieces fit together in the passing game? 
Right. Well, I think it comes down to the coaches. It comes down to the quarterback and how much trust there is right now. And how, you know, how well does he know this offense? Is he going to go in and be in the right spot? Is he going to be at the right depth? Is he playing fast when he's on the field or is he thinking too much? Is he making mental errors in practice? All those things come into play to determine a player's playing time, so to speak. And I think he's a young guy and you can minimize that, that, that call sheet for him and say, look, we're going to only have you do these four routes, but I want you to do them really well. I want you to understand where you are formationally, understand this is what you're doing versus zone, this is what you're doing for man, and that's how you can start to incorporate a young guy into the offense. But right now it doesn't seem like he's playing with a lot of confidence just based on the fact where you know he goes back there and he has a big mistake in the game, and that's tough to overcome for a lot of young guys. And so that's another issue all, all, on its, all separately from what we're talking about here. But starting to incorporate him, especially a playmaker like, like that, I think you'll see that come as the season progresses, but I just don't know where he's at in his development and complete understanding of this offense. That's probably a reason why he's not out there is the trust factor, and he and I think Patrick and the coaches probably have more trust right now in those veteran guys that they have out there playing. Yeah, and we'll see, and hopefully he can get to the point where he earns some more trust and gets out there a little bit more as the season progresses, but uh, – but yeah, it's 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 tough, especially with the depth that they have in that receiving room and and some of the uh, as you said, some of that veteran leadership that's there. You know, it's hard to who are you taking off the field to get him more time? Uh, you know, it, he's got to really earn that trust from the coaching staff and from Mahomes. So Matt, we're at that point. I got to ask you, point. how do you how do you see this one playing out this weekend? Do you think the Chiefs bounce back? I do think the Chiefs bounce back, and I think it'll be a hard-fought battle, just like you've seen over the last few weeks where they got to go out. And at the end of the day, if they correct those mistakes that they had, I do believe that this is going to be a close game, but I think that they'll go out and beat this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team right now just because I the offensive struggles that they've had, the injuries that they've had has been hard to overcome, and there's no proof right now that that's going to be changing anytime soon. Yeah, I'm with you. I see this one being around a 27-17 Chiefs win. I just don't think with what we've seen from that Bucs offense right now. Mike Evans being back is obviously going to be a huge deal for them. We still don't know about Godwin and Julio Jones, what their statuses will be, but you're right. That Bucs offense just seems a little out of sync. They they scrapped and clawed and almost almost pulled that one out against Green Bay last week, but it's just – it's not it's not clicking right now for them. So, uh, yeah, I see the Chiefs. I see the Chiefs handling them in, at this stage of the season. Yeah, I can't wait. Like I said, I'm excited for this game. I'm always excited to see Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, young, young, old, all, everything else that goes along with it. <laughs> yeah, and this may be our last chance to get a look at it. Who knows uh, how the rest of this year is going to play out? And and who knows? I mean, I think we all thought this might this was going to be Tom Brady's last year. Who who knows? He could play another five years. But, you never know. You uh, never know with him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hold yeah. your breath. <laughs> well, that's all we have for you today. Uh, for Matt Castle, Matt, awesome job again today. You're you're always fantastic. You too, uh, buddy. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate you, bud. I'm Matt Hamilton, and this has been the breakdown, getting you set for for this week's. Big, big matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll be back with you every week. Take care, everybody. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.